previously on Tomorrow's End. And we're going to get sued by the company. <laughs> Yay! Yay! That's what we won't be the first time they got threatened. Look at it, it's golden <laughs> now. When this episode comes out, the freak out at Timeline is going to be fantastic. <laughs> I know. This is going to be great. <laughs> How did humanity get here? I just can't remember. The rest of the world didn't know why the end had come. They'd heard on the radio about an attack on the states by either Russia or China over dwindling resources. What we knew was that the world was going to end. A crazy man named Morrow had a plan to save the world. Many teams were frozen in vaults deep underground safely tucked away from all the bombs and nukes flying and the asteroid that would finally end everything. They were supposed to wake up 25 years later and help pick up the pieces, but something went wrong and everyone woke up a lot later that they woke up at all. Cultists, criminals, madmen, They've been living and thriving through the radiation and destruction the entire time. Some good people also survived. They held on to hope by spreading stories. Stories about tomorrow's end. You want to know this whole story? Uh, sure, there's bits and pieces that are a bit foggy to me. What's up with the bear over there? You'll get used to that. Well, I'll just say that uh, a few years ago here, I woke up at a medical depot out towards what used to be Minnesota. All right. Mar- it was a Mars team that had kind of woke us up because of some heavy, heavy casualties we were taking. It was a uh, strange enemy force, I guess, that was chasing them pretty good. I think much of what they were trying to accomplish was kind of hooked up with different other teams and headed directions and what have you. So, I guess how it went down is somewhere along the lines that uh, they needed somebody to come in and well, start fixing them up pretty good. And uh, a bunch of these, uh, well, I, I call them the regulators. They're just a bunch of fucking savages just pouring. They had more modern weapons than what you'd expect from many of the others. Anyway, it's uh, kind of how things came about. There's a lot of fighting and gunshots and what have you. So it ended up being just kind of a, well, it was a shit show, to be honest with you. But I got chased off, made a run for it. Kept heading a little east, trying to just kind of, you know, get myself all squared up and out. We made it to uh, look like to be an old wheeled truck that we were able to kind of start moving a little further and a little faster. We made it not too far until, uh, well, 
buddy at the time, Denny. We were kind of just all shot up, just running real low with these regulators, hot on our ass. One of the gals with us took a pretty bad shot, failing pretty well. Worse for the wear and wasn't really able to get her back to where they needed to be. Well, we ran, we, we kind of ran out on that deal, just getting pushed. I didn't want to leave anybody behind like nobody does, but when they're firing bullets at you like they are, it's a, it's a bad scene. We were running from place to place. I've seen for years, but I don't think it was quite that long. Old Denny fell down from, uh, well, done, done died on me. Couldn't do anything because I didn't have any of my medical supplies, which what I needed. Looked like it ended up being more of an infection than you could just treat by pulling some leaves off of some tree or finding some older bread. Took up with the Amarin Nation there for a little while. Just trying to kind of sort things out. Things are getting real foggy, having strange and difficult dreams, as it were. They kind of try, kind of picked me up and treated me more like a medicine man, a shaman, as it were. We were helping out kind of a small village of them. And one night, the whole damn place was just overrun. They wiped out pretty much all to the man. Anyway, we got overrun in that village a little bad. Killed everybody damn near to the man. Ended up rounding up a bunch of the women and children and trying to get them out in the raft from away from this bunch. Someone control of these regulators, I guess. Started just slinging bullets and turning folk. Some broad, some woman, very striking woman, tall. What I could kind of make out. They had that kind of red, crazy hair, crazy eyes that they typically used to have, if you remember back in the day. Oh, like Charlie? <laughs> <laughs> and I eyeballed everything that was going on through the scope. It was cool. He was just lining them up, giving them a knife across the throat. Trying to get things put together. He picked up a bullhorn microphone. He started hollering, ranting, and raving like some kind of crazy person. Thing that kind of stuck with me was compliance will save your life. Tell me what I need to know. Tell me anything you know of morrow. No more will have to die. How the hell did she know I was there? She must have been tracking me. Whole fucking bunch for hunts. I all made it back into a, another outpost. 
Cameron Nation accepted the rest of the women and children and brought along with them. When I met up with him, boys from way on up north, old Southern Cross. He helped us kind of get through a couple of different items and out of there. And I figured I got to leave this whole hammer and nation not far behind me, else they're going to start butchering them folks again. Some sort of nightmare from back in history. But I started headed east till I got to the big lake there. And one cold ass snowy night. Pulled up in some little village or outpost, I guess, of freighters. See this lights coming off a look like to be a city made of ice. Right, right. See a building out there had antennas from back in the old days. Had people patrolling around on them. Riding around on snow machines, four-wheelers, tracked vehicles. Hear kind of a buzzing. Here way up north, you can hear the northern lights buzz when they creep overhead. It's kind of like that. Except there was nothing in the sky. So I kind of figured, well... Whoever's headed out there, I don't know if they're up with these regulators or any of these other folk. Amarin's always referred to them as the blue men. I just looked at them as just another bunch trying to take what they want from all kinds of folks. So that's about it for right now. You guys kind of know the rest of it. How, how, many, how long ago was that? Basically, all these things went down for the past, now two, three years, Ashcan. Been an ugly time, as it were. Yes, it has. It's been a uh, difficult uh, job tracking you down and keeping an eye on you. I don't know. I still get them strange dreams. I know all these folks, but they're just new to me to a certain degree. I think my age is catching up with me. I don't know. Just don't know. Well, maybe it he drinks too much. Ashcan, how many times have you had a track dog down? Oh, since I first woke up. That's when it all started for me. Yeah, but how many different times have you had to look him up? I remember finding him once out here in the Midwest, and I remember having to go out west further to follow up on a lead of a man like Doc. So, probably for what you're saying, at least two, three times. So, this would be the fourth time? Um, possibly, maybe more. Hmm. So, you don't, you don't feel too off, eh, Doc? What do you mean, feeling off? I could use a decent meal, about a week's worth of sleep, about four or five bottles of fine Kentucky mash whiskey. We can make that uh, sleep part happen at least. I think we got some whiskey in the striker. Sky pulls out a couple of uh, bags and says, "This one will make you sleep for a really long time." And 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 
this one will make you not need to sleep for a really long time. Mr. Hurst is sitting there just very interested in what's going on. And everybody is just silent after he finishes. And guys, um, so uh, are you look like Doc? You sound like Doc. Are you Doc? Well, what do you mean by that? Of course I am. I don't know if this is the best time for a ship of Theseus debate. Well, here's the thing. Doc, you're one of those people there might be more than one of. We may have known a twin of you beforehand. But where this gets interesting is that twin apparently shares some of its memories with you. So the reason we seem familiar and distant at the same time could be because we've met a different version of you. Does that make sense to you? Well, let me tell you this right now. This whole damn experience has been weird with a capital W. I wouldn't be surprised if somebody told me I was an alien from a different planet. Looking at it from a medical standpoint, cloning was somewhat, shall we say, something that was was perfected. And it wouldn't surprise me that Morrow himself didn't figure it out in a, in a way or a fashion that, well, quite frankly, failed it. But I would have no idea necessarily why it exactly cloned me. That was a question. Or I anybody had. for that matter. All right. Well, if anybody would know, Charlie would know. What do you know about this? I know that there was a place he could, he would go that nobody else was allowed to go. And it was a little weird because afterward he would have these dreams and in them he would rant about merging technology and humanity and having a special project that nobody else could do, nobody else could help him with, and that it would save the end of the world. Sky looks pretty skeptical at this point and says, that um, that doesn't sound like something that a healthy person says. Oh, he wasn't healthy. That was why I was supposed to die, because if I carried on that legacy at the end of this afterward, I was supposed to die with the end. But I was frozen. If anybody knew besides me about his state of mental health, they weren't. They didn't survive. Yes. I got something a little anecdotal to say. Um, if, okay, uh, go for it. Well, yes. you know, you ask why you. I, I think I'm gonna. I'm gonna, I'm gonna speculate. I mean, I'm just a crayon connoisseur, but you're the prime candidate. You are a backwoods country doctor. You have no tolerance for anybody's bullshit. All of the knowledge necessary to survive out here and the attitude to make it work. There's a reason why somebody would want to make two dozen of you and turn you loose in this new world. Well, we have another person who has some things to add about uh, the craziness, the sanity of Morrow. 
in fairness, okay, I, I need to make sure that Specs wasn't just fucked all out. the way off somewhere else during all of this. Yeah, let's just make sure. You, you were in the room. Let's let that come up a little more organically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, we're, we're going to be real Well, he fake. can insert it somewhere. Well, I, that's yeah. what I'm working on. Oh. All right, so. <laughs> okay, so I've, I've been pretty. I'm going to take a beat. So I've been pretty quiet, like, this whole time, right? Um, firstly, Tim, where where are we situated again, like, in a space right now? Because I can guarantee you... you back above the, um, the theater where they had you guys waiting uh, when the council was meeting. Oh, all right. You guys went back to uh, the island, and you guys can, uh, basically, in order to have some privacy and everything else, because you were also, you're trying to, you have the uh, some key council members there because it's like, um, holy shit, we have a problem that's coming this way. Right, right. Um, at which point, everybody is in hardcore, everything's about to hit the shit fan mode, and Doc comes down into the fucking uh, fireside tales, so... Specs has mentally fucked off. Um, he, he gets the point that, okay, this is probably an important guy, but everything he's saying sounds like it's far away from my give-a-fuck towards my usual local circle of shelter, food, and maybe building a distillery once the shelter and food finishes getting taken care of. Um, I'm pretty sure... I did not catch most of what he was discussing until he finally got up to the regulators. Okay. At which point, just double-checking with you here, it's been a couple minutes since that, that crossed my ears. He described an ice fortress? A city on the ice. Yeah. Is what he described. Um, it, was, it was dark, and snow was blowing, but... They were on the lakeshore of Superior, and out in the ice was what looked like a city. What It was lit up, so that's why they could see it, and it looked like there was about what's a four-story four building with antennas on the top. Which tells me a lot of things about the potentials of where he was seeing things out on, the, on, on uh, Superior shores, but beyond that... There's, 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 there's some stuff up that way that I was told to stay clear of, and I'm not happy about it. Um, <clears throat> all right. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, I am where I need to be. I can jump into a dialogue now. <laughs> Just okay, the part that he said about the blue men, you have heard this before, years ago. but And you passed it off as it was nothing more than local, locals, you know, scary stories. For yeah. children to not go wandering around. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, there's probably something up in there, but it's not anything that will affect me because I'm in a jeep and it can't catch me. Yes. This is Sky. also this is also like some some bullshit boogeyman to me too, right? Yes, yes. But you heard it, but it wasn't where you were. You heard it from like third hand from people that were from the very far north. And it's just a big fish story. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, right. Whatever. Sure. Uh huh. They can do that, you know. And you you've heard like really silly things, such as um, they can fly. 
Um, they can, uh, they can, like, light can come out of their hands and steal people and things like that. I mean, think of the most ridiculous thing that you can come up with, and that's what you've heard because now you've heard it, like, third, fourth hand from travelers and everything else. Laser yeah, so, beams from the crotch. Yeah. So, yes. so, so Sky is, is just rolling her damn eyes in the corner and it's like, okay, yeah, blue people. Yeah. Perfect. So, uh, Doc, right? Doc, is it? Yeah. Is that, is that what you go by every time? Do you all collectively go by Doc? Are you good at cards? I'm unsure what you're trying to say here to me. No, I'm just uh, I'm just trying to get a beat on things. Uh, it's sounding like via Charlie over here. It's sounding like you're part of some sort of uh, particularly skunkworksy sounding project. And I I'm just trying to get a handle on the reality of the present, regardless of the implications of the past. You know what I'm saying? Nope. Cool. I actually don't. <laughs> what, what Everyone around you, know? all of these people with their Google eyes sticking out of their heads, seem all sorts of amazed that you exist in the first place. Considering even the stuff that I was involved in with Morrow, and seeing as she apparently had the screws to his head on her own, I've stopped being surprised by things, and I'm just ready to get down to brass tacks of what it means now instead of what it means later. All right, so that's what you need to ask. With you telling your story, getting everybody caught up, all well and good, how does that affect how we have to tackle shit now so we don't all die horribly? Well, I think you're taking probably it a bit too a different direction is what I'm gathering here. Because I'm just trying to inform these folks and yourself what I've been up to for the past oh, couple of years since being woke up in that tomorrow right. coffin. Right, which is all good and all. And I'm, I'm glad you're having a technically a reunion. But... We've got guys with guns on the other side of the lake, possibly on their way across the lake right now, ready to ruin all of the shit we that have we have a ever cat existed. Climbing of. across our, uh, our our sound equipment right oh, yeah, now, we probably better deal with that. Causing some stuff. She's not heavy enough to do much besides push buttons. Sorry Something to interrupt. That has never caused any problems. Right, exactly. Uh, but but I'm just thinking like big perspective. Glad you're filling everybody in. Is it pertinent to now or after the firefighting? It might be pertinent to now because we need to know what we're getting into because there's another Charlie. Ah. So were you giving Mr. Morrow samples yourself? Uh, not on purpose. Wink, wink. <laughs> not oh, right. oh cool. gross. Well, Who the hell wants to sleep with him? Right now. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what your therapy entails. I've never mm-hmm. seen you try to use it. We, we have, have an echo from hell. Yeah. That's weird. Only when bla- when Specs talks. I'm magic. That was weird. Yeah. It's gone now. Is it specifically when I talk up here? It's not. Somebody else is reverberating me. Yes. For our right now problems. Oh. 
we have pretty much all the defenses in place we're going to have in place tonight. I don't think we're... I'm not going to say I'm betting my life on it, but I got pretty good faith we're not getting hit tonight. We caught these guys with their pants down. They got to regroup. And we really, to our knowledge, didn't leave anybody behind. They were an advanced scouting group. They're probably at least a few days ahead of whatever main group could be behind them. But we have to prepare the people here because they're going to try to come here. We either need to get out of here and leave this place because they're after us or we need to defend it. Well, right now it's the middle of the night. Yes, but that um, means we have to prepare people. Skies is up here. We need to get out. Listen, I've seen this before, and let me tell you, when when you depend on Morrow to defend you, you end up with a lot of dead people. We should just go. Well, Specs, give me a percentile roll. <laughs> yes, sir. I missed. All right. All right. Do I want to be high or low? Low. Oh, well, that's good. <laughs> What'd you roll? I rolled a 19. Ooh, that is a success. While Sky was talking to you, she has in her hand a small black book that you noticed. And you haven't seen this before. Okay. Sky, this is the book that you took off the body of the guy when you guys found the hidden radio. And there was also a small book. You know, I've just, I've just been using it to gesture to people, basically. Yeah, you're, you're, you're just waving it. You knew it. it was important. You're just not letting it set down or anything like that. Yeah, we might want to go through that for intel. Yeah, you didn't see shit. Just saying. <laughs> rada, like, rada, 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 I haven't responded yet. <laughs> My game, goddammit. Matt. So, uh, so, 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 uh, <laughs> what's that, uh, what, what's that, uh, little black book you're gesturing there with? That, 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 that's new? There's something, uh, oh. something to share yeah, with I, class? I took it off of him. It's mine. I got it. I kept it, okay? It's mine. Dandy. Is it something important enough that we need to know what's in it? Sky sort of raises her finger and says, uh, let me look and starts looking. All right. You open the book and the book. Well, first thing is, is this little book. It's a uh, black leather. It looks this thing looks like it's manufactured. This looks like an old world item. <clears throat> it's leather bound. It has ribbons that separate different sections. So there's ribbons that are laid inside of it. And there is a leather loop on one cover that holds a pencil. Um, If you open the inside, the first, you start uh, paging through it. The first one has, looks like names of places written with a two-digit number code. And then the next section, if you, you, let's say you flip all the way to the back. The back is just very odd. It's a whole bunch of pages of five-digit numbers written all over the place. There's like ten pages of just numbers. 
And in the center looks like someone has been writing notes. There's names and places and, and things like that. There's like uh, a good example is there is written in there uh, St. Ignis and there's a list of names and a couple of names circled. Do I recognize any of them? No, you don't. Um, it, what's really confusing, there's tons of numbers in here, and you're not certain what any of that means. It, it looks like... It doesn't look like it means anything to you. Yeah, Sky just pages through and says, it's, 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 it's just names and numbers. It's just names and numbers. Places well, that, and people and numbers. That all sounds like very important things. Where did you get this little booklet? Uh, she points at the... Is the corpse still, like, near us, or did we do something? No, you guys put it on doors. Okay. So I it didn't smell. Point at the corpse and... Yeah. The, 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 uh, the, the dead radio guy from... Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yes. That's... Very important. May I see that, please? Sky kind of holds onto it and says... It just, like, looks conflicted and then passes it off to you and says, I want it back. Well, if the stuff inside it doesn't mean anything to you, why do you need it back? You know what? It's because I took fine. It. Very fine. 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 I'm going to open it up and see if any of this makes sense to me, I guess. Okay. The first section has location names. Okay. And there are two numbers after every single one of them. To you, from your Morrow training... Specifically, these are grid coordinates. Oh. There's at least a hundred entries. Oh, that's... Hmm. And then some of them have some kind of shorthand written next to it. You're not 100% sure what it means, but you're looking at these going... Not only are these grid points, these are military. United States military grid numbers. Oh, no. The middle has like a random notes, like she exactly like she said, which is uh, looks like name people and places. And from what you can tell, this is in fact actually give me a percentile roll. All right. Am I rolling within anything specific, or are you just having me roll below fifty percent? All right. Well, it was a twenty-one. You got two successes. Yeah. You very much think that this is someone's been doing intelligence gathering. And then the last section, the last ribbon. There are 10 pages that they're filled with five-digit numbers. And you notice, because, well, Specs is a little bit um, ADHD, um, these are in rows and columns. And the tops numbers are, there's four of them, numbered one through four. And then every column, or that's the columns are one through four. And then every row has a number starting from... One and going to 40. So each row has a row number and a column number, and then there's a five digit number in each sing- every single one of them. And when you start paging through, you notice well, actually, you're noticing that there's almost 50% of these numbers have been crossed out. These are. Oh, these are. These are. I, I need more brains on this, but these definitely mean something important. I'll have to. This book absolutely looks important. And by the way, the pencil is manufactured. Okay, so this is all pre 
from the before times. Or at least someone's making it through their own stuff here, which is also... Now, here's, here's an important, important question for Tim in the description of this particular prop. Yes. One, how worn down is the pencil? Uh, the pencil looks like it's um, it's now only like about three, four inches long. Okay. So, Nate, you have heard all of this description. You recognize the last part. Something in your brain clicked, went, wait, what? You, uh, five-digit numbers? And many of them are crossed out. RJ, sorry. So it's <laughs> it's military coordinates. So, the first part is military coordinates. The second part, Spax completely believes that that is someone's collecting intelligence. And the last one is about 400 numbers, half of, uh, of five-digit numbers. Every single one of them is a five-digit number. Half of them have been crossed off, and they're in a grid with indications of rows and columns. They're trying to find us. Yeah. Uh, Sounds like a, it sounds ex- like a search pattern. Well, your ex-military, the very first thing that caught your mind, what you may think, is those are challenge and response codes. Oh, yeah, that's a that's a decent line of thought. RJ, what do you got there? Could be challenge phrases. Of codes, they, I guess. they give you one, you give the corresponding one back, you cross it off because it's dead now. Oh, that just means that they were prepared for a shit ton of communication then. Yeah. Well, Which if, means if you that, have to check oh, in every time you talk. So that means, how many of these are crossed off? About 50% right, of right. them. Which isn't great. Because that means that they're searching. They've been doing a while. How often would you say uh, this sort of check-in would happen? Well, RJ's the military guy. I am looking over at RJ. Huh. Really depends. Could be anything from once a day to every communication. Once a week. Who knows? Even if we assume once a week, that's... Boy, howdy, is that a lot of weeks. That's a long search. Sky? Yes? In your memory clicked some of the things that you were reading through there really quickly before you hand it to him. You now believe that you've seen some not only place names that you recognize, but person names that you recognize in that book. Um, There's a couple of them that you know of from towns that are away from where you're from, your, your town, that like a couple towns over that, wait a minute, that person, I, I, I've met that person, they're a trader, and they they trade things, so why is his name in the book? And some of the, the other names, you'll see, you see names that you don't recognize, but then you'll see a name that you do recognize, and it looks like they're trying to equate the two names to each other. Hmm. So, Sky's gonna pipe in here. Wait, wait, wait! Some of those names. Um, uh, uh him. He he's a trader. He he stopped by home sometime with some furs. But it looks like they're putting his name to to this one. I I, I don't know. And some of these are towns. Uh, a few over. Um, I passed through them. 
So this book has a ridiculous amount of information, actually, for a little tiny book. This might be worth me asking, then. Did I recognize any of the names? Hmm. Hold on. Yes. Oh, no. And it concerns you. Because I'm recognizing names in the second column. You're recognizing names in the second column, and this is someone that you have talked to previously, looking for obscure things that is on the north side of the bridge. They're per- they, they have a shop on the north side of the bridge that they do trading with tra- with people who travel. And you have been in contact with them several times over the years of looking for specific things that you've been trying to get your hands on. And this person's name's in the book. And in fact, actually, this person's name's in the book and circled. They're tracking down as many Morrow as they can, which sounds about like their M.O. if Mirror vs. Charlie is anything to be trusted for a uh, comparison. Okay, so how many names do... I prefer do, Evil Charlie, but... How many names do I recognize? <laughs> no, hold on. It's, it's Mirror vs. Charlie because she's got the goatee. Yes, yes, yeah. she does. Yep. <laughs> um, there's three names in there that are crossed out. That you you look at it and you go, I knew this person, but it, their name is crossed out. Okay. Is my name in there? No. Oh, you gonna search through it? Yes. I have no. a theory. No. Okay. Well, it's not what I think it is. They're not trying to find our clones. If they're if everybody has them, I don't know if everybody has them. They're not. That's not what I. I'm trying to figure this out. Why names? Why two columns of names? Probably what they're going by now versus what they enter the ice in. Okay. All I did was not give anybody my last name. Common enough, you know. But I don't think they ever made it south of the bridge far enough to get me on a list yet. Right, right. Especially because I was probably assumed dead in Wisconsin. And you stayed pretty low-key. Because I'm not going out running and gunning like the rest of you. Yeah, well, we got to do what we got to do. Speaking of, I know you guys want to run, but we've led them to the the world of Marl. This place has a whole lot of things they really want. We either need to run them away, have them chase us, or we need to stay here and defend it. We can't we can't abandon them. And if we got it, a couple days we can set up a hell of a defense. It's our fault they're here. Which I I'm kinda working on half a plan right now. It's running in the background. Hey Doc. What you need, RJ? Your friends, they look like capable scouts and trackers, correct? Probably some of the best, actually. I'm wondering, not that they owe us any favors, how interested they might be in trying to find the the main body, the main thrust of 
shall I say, our enemies, and seeing if they can get them funneled back this way. Are you talking about the blue men? Uh, the blue men, Krell, whoever the hell is coming for us, whoever the hell these guys were with. Uh, well, I'm going to tell you straight across. I think heading for them regulators with just our little bunch is a suicide mission. My personal thoughts is a maybe a little guerrilla warfare action might work, but you guys been leaning over that book there a few, for a few minutes. What's it telling you other than closed locations? They're probably Morrow's outposts among Batonite. They're looking for at least Morrow technology. If not Morrow people, they want us. And this place is the Mecca for them. I mean, if you, you don't know what's here, but it's the Mecca for them. We need to get them away from here. That is our concern. And my concern is because of the book, because that's what they're after. That's why they, they're after you. Are, are they looking for technology or are they looking for people? Because yes. that's different. Yes, both. If they get the people, they can have the technology and the people to run the technology. I say we draw them across the lake and send them to the depths below. That's my plan exactly. They're going to have to cross the ice. Even a small explosive will at least do some damage there. Doc, what do you suggest? Do you have experience with them? I'm going to give you my ideas. You guys need to figure it out whether you want that's the direction you want to go or not. They're going to come across this ice whether we're here or on Mars. Yeah, they want people, but they want something more. I think they want something none of us really have any. Well, maybe... Maybe somebody in the group does have a clue, but I don't know. Trying to run them out to the ice and, and hoping for the best. That's just a firefight on a football field. Ain't nowhere to hide. The bunch I've been running from for I don't know how long now. It's just a Half of me wants to just get the hell out of this way and head on a little bit north. Try to find a base that Morrow had somewhere up there. Maybe hide out, find some other teams. The other half of me just wants to just, I don't know, walk off into the woods and never come back. I think finding the base is a good thing, but then we leave this place undefended and it's our fault they're here. Well, we can always lay the blame back at our feet for anything. And you got a good point. I'm not going to challenge you on it. But if we're not here, what's there to be gotten? More slaves? That's where we're kind of stacking this up. Or are they making more fodder? Did you notice they, they have electricity here? Yeah. 
We got plenty of electricity other places too. Okay. This whole place has a, uh, for lack of a better term, a uh, prepared base for Morrow that never really got inhabited. Which means it is ripe for the picking if they end up finding it. And it's open right now because we just left it open. Because we're good like that. <laughs> it would actually be more dangerous for them to get their hands on here. Especially as formidably defensible as this island can be. And especially because if they play their cards right, well... The locals seem really ready to admit anyone who is Morrow might be their god. So, yeah, no, there's that. Will back on Mike yet? Not yet. Not he's yet. He's grabbing. He's going himself. to himself. Uh, yep, yes. he's going to grab himself real yep. quick. He'll be here in a few minutes. Completely unshocked. Well, I mean. That said, uh. I can grab him for you if you want, if that would help. No, 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 that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> now, uh, <clears throat> now, now, that said, I was going to go off and give Will a little bit of help with the whole radio thing. So I'll, I'll leave you all to well, determine. Guy, guy, went, guy went with him, so that's fine. You can do that, too. Technical, um, uh, I'll, I'll leave you all to determine the technical coordination of forces and plans if anything's broke, I can help you fix it. If anything needs to be in a hole, I can help you dig it. But taking care of the problem Doc. up north sounds a bit more like your guys' wheelhouse than mine. Doc Ashcan. Hey, Doc. Did you look at the book? Uh, no, I didn't have a chance to eyeball the book. I hand. Uh, speaking of, I'll hand the book back to Sky as I walk off to go join Will and Guy. I'm going to take it and then grab onto it for a second, put it right in my pocket. Uh, show and Doc that book, Sky. Doc needs to see that. Uh, again, sort of a glare, and then silently passing it to Doc. A wary glare, not an angry glare. Thank you very much. Uh, I don't turn around. Right, and I open it in front of you. Well, I'm basically seeing a bunch of different things in there, huh? Yeah, yeah. There's all kinds of names and things like that. Uh, you see locations and grid coordinates. You recognize some of the locations. Um, the center section has names and things, and then the last section is a whole bunch of numbers. Will is back on Mike. Hmm. Kind of just, again, I'm used to reading other types of things, but these are just random coded messages, right? Um, the numbers in the back, yes. The the numbers in the back, you there just looks like codes to you. Um, the middle has lists of names, uh, people's names as well. And there's a you pause in that section because there's something that makes you stop and stare at the page. All right. There's a name, Hiram. 
Leah, or, excuse me. I look at everybody and I look over there at Charlie and can you come on over here for a minute? Sure. Uh, point to the name Hiram in here that's circled. What about uh, it? Do you realize, of course, that's my middle name? No, I did not. The next to the name is a seven-digit number. Two digits, a decimal point, and five digits. At this moment, Specs, you had just gotten up and you were going to head out. You're, you're, you're frustrated with everything that's going on. And you, and you were met at the door with William and Guy. Will is carrying... Well, actually, you recognize it right off the bat because you had one before the end. Will is carrying a drone that has a huge hole straight through the middle of it. And behind Will is a guy uh, a guy who's looking at the f- floor and basically saying, I'm, I'm sorry. Okay. Oh, uh, fancy toy you got there, bud. Uh, yeah, I... I think we need to get it uh, connected to the machine and see if I can get anything out of it. Tomorrow's End is played with the Morrow Project version 4.0 game system available from Timeline LTD at www.timelineltd.com. We also use with permission the ambient sound collection from tabletopaudio.com. Check them out for a ton of ambient soundscapes for your tabletop RPG sessions. Until next time...